It's Cardboard Time, episode number 54, and I'm your host, Arwen Kathke. This is just a very quick intro message, and then we will jump right into today's content, which is my top 10 and Roberto Lopez's top 10 of all time. I am so excited to finally have this recorded and be able to share it with you. Now, Roberto and I did record this live, so we're actually going to jump midway in without a proper intro from the both of us because there might be some incriminating things that we talked about at the beginning of the show. So we were just kind of goofing off a bit. Uh, We kind of forgot to actually record something official to start off the podcast So I really love that we just wind up talking about random stuff as we hang out, and I just wanted to get a little bit more of a official recorded, hey, this is what we're going to be talking about, yada, 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 enjoy the show kind of thing. So this is what that is. Uh, We will be back with a more official show format in the next episode, but I just wanted to get this out to you with the holiday season upon us, give you something to listen to. If you need to take a break from all your holiday festivities, uh, here it is. I will have plenty to talk about soon uh, with games Allie and I played recently with our friends Matt and Lori, along with our new friends Bernie and Jordan. We had a wonderful game day up at Tabletop in Cleveland with them. Uh, which I'll be posting pictures on my socials throughout the next few days. So look forward to that. Lots about to talk with that. Miscellaneous games played with friends and things that we played at PAX Unplugged. I cannot wait to share those with you. But without further ado, please enjoy Roberto and my top 10 recorded at PAX Unplugged 2022. What's up? I love this town. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been here one other time, mm-hmm. but so far so good. This event is excellent, and it's nothing like that. Yeah, it's it's vibe. Been, it's not that vibe. It's been an excellent vibe. I really like it. It's very low key uh, in comparison to some of the other conventions that mm-hmm. we've had this year, especially like Gen Con, yeah. which was just wild. Yeah. Yeah, um, Thank you for the food again, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry that I couldn't provide any this time, but it was just <laughs> not happening. That was the second thing I asked. How are yeah. you? Did you How bring you? food? Did you bring me food? I really loved that pork. Was it pulled pork, right? Yeah. Mag- yeah, yeah. It, was, it was so good. I'll make you some more. Perfect. I will make you some more. But, I'm here for that. you know, if, if you came to visit, that would give me incentive <laughs> to go and do that. Because I went and visited your place of residence... And you decided to be on honeymoon instead of being there and being a host to me. I so. apologize. I blame Kate. You're, you're going to put that on I'm her? I'm just going to put that on Kate. I'm going to tell her that you said that. <laughs> because that's that's horrible. How dare. Well, that was that was a, a rescheduled honeymoon from May. We got COVID and then um, we had to move everything to October. And when you told me that you were going to be in Salem, you know, I, I did tell Kate, hey, Arwen's going to be in Salem. Can we move our entire honeymoon? Yeah. And she looked at me and you know, she said, no, we cannot do that. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. okay. So that's how it was. <laughs> that, okay. that is, the, those are the facts okay. that I just made up. Yeah. Those, <laughs> those were the facts that are completely untrue. <laughs> Please and thank you. No, I, it was, um, 
it was just unfortunate timing, and I was very yeah. jealous of I, your, I, I of your trip. I wanted it looked to, amazing. to hang out. If, it looked had amazing. we been there, we would have been together. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. No, and Salem was a really cool time. I, I really enjoyed the vibe and enjoyed yeah. the town, and I will be back. Like, I'd like to go back during the summer when 8,275 people are not trying to cram into one restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And if I go to Salem, it's not in October. Yeah, yeah. Um, those those photos, and if I if I implore everyone to Google it, but it gets really crazy down there for yeah. October. I mean, rightfully so. Um, did you go to the uh, Oh my gosh, the Hocus Pocus house? We didn't. Like, we didn't do a huge amount as far as museums go, just because it felt like that was a touristy thing to do and we just wanted to kind of hang out and yeah, do some shopping yeah, yeah. and do some of like the more local stuff mm-hmm. of you know what restaurants were there what cool shops were there yeah. that kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Uh, we did do a boat tour which was uh really cool uh they had a tarot card reading uh on there they had like witchy stories and stuff like that um, they also had New England clam chowder, which was phenomenal. Nice and thick. It was nice and thick, thick. with like ten seeds. That's, I love clam chowder. Chowder. I love me some chowder, especially it's, the thick chowder. If it's not thick, it's not chowder. Right. Right. Exactly. Enter promotional code there. There's there's <laughs> no room for runny chowder in this household. No. No, it's not good. Yeah. Exactly. No. So we we went from pack some plug vibe <laughs> to chowder and we're going to circle back yes because we're in philadelphia yes city of brotherly love um cheesesteaks so there's the food tie-in there's there's how we're getting back to this yeah what have you seen that's been good like have you been excited to see any games here have you been kind of amped up about certain you know releases maybe coming from essen like what have Mm -hmm. you kind of seen i I'm taking this PAX, because um, I was at PAX last year, overbooked myself. Yeah. And I'm just not doing that this year. We had a meeting yesterday um, with Rock Manor Games, and they had some really cool things. I'm excited to, to see some of that. Um, but going to a couple of game conventions already, I've, had, I've been asked this question. I'm like, you know what? I'm just here for the people. Yeah. I'm going to walk around, maybe demo some stuff. My wife is with me, Kate's with me, this this con. Um, and she is super excited to be demoing games. She's off to our right with a hot dog. Ooh. That, that looks really good, actually. It does. Do <laughs> <laughs> I just get to eat, eat, eat a hot dog while we do this? Yeah, um, why not? But that is... <laughs> Stranger things have happened. It's being with, with the people. Uh, we went to Reading Terminal Market on Thursday. Was that yesterday? That no. was uh, two days ago. Two days ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. Uh, Reading Terminal Market was, for the first time was good. I think I prefer the market in Columbus, Ohio. North Market. North Market. Mm-hmm. That market, I just I liked it better there. Just the vibe was, was better. And um, here we are. We went out last night to a whiskey bar, and I felt way too old. I have a stamp on my hand. I haven't had a stamp in my hand you in do. about I didn't 15 even years. Yeah. <laughs> Go you. I am, I am going wild. Yeah, exactly. I'm going wild. We stayed up till 10 o'clock, you know? <sighs> you weren't in bed by like 9.27. <laughs> 10, 10 p.m. Hard wow. cut off all the time. No, it was like 2 a.m. We, we rolled yeah. in. Yeah, we, we know. 
<laughs> we know. Like, nobody here is in bed at, you know, 10 yeah. o'clock. That's when the con actually starts, yes. 9 p.m. Yeah. Yes. Getting, it, getting back to that, though, like, I, I think the same. Like, I overbooked myself at, at Origins, at Gen Con, and I limited myself to, like, three meetings a day max. Yeah. Um, and really, the, you can have discussions with publishers outside of the convention. For right? sure, you can, for sure. You can have those meetings, and you can pick up stuff here, and it's convenient. But the people that you can hang out with here that are all together in one place, you don't get that anywhere else. Yeah. Unless and you go to Salem, Massachusetts. Unless you go to Salem, Massachusetts, and somebody's on their honeymoon. <laughs> he blamed you, by the way, Kate. So just saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I said, uh, our own's going to be in Salem. Can we move our honeymoon? And you told me no. Yeah. That happened. <laughs> that, that's how that works. <laughs> she just corroborated the story. I, that is my out. Yes. so it's it's been it's been a an interesting convention so far i've done the same like i've i've done um i think i've spent more time outside of the convention just hanging out and meeting up with people we had a cheese party yesterday oh nice um or we just went over to reading terminal and bought a bunch of cheese hung out with the tabletop express guys nice um, we are actually staying in the same hotel, so it's cool. been fun hanging out cool. with them. And then uh, Nathan Thornton, you know, showed up to hang out and drink coffee and, you know, just chill discussion, like, about games, but also life in general. And that's, that's awesome. why I really like. Yeah. You yeah. can't get that anywhere else. Absolutely. Absolutely. We haven't even done the whole right side of the convention hall. I think we stopped at Pikachu. Really? And we haven't been on this side. No, maybe the Everdell tree. Past that. We, this is no man's land for me. That's I, I don't know what's over there. Okay. Are you going to find out? Eventually. Okay. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe next year. Okay. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. If not, I'll catch it in some videos. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's some interesting stuff over there. I will say that. Like a lot of the smaller vendors are towards the back and then mm-hmm. definitely over that way. Um, some some cool stuff cool over there um i actually did like a speed run of all the halls and just kind of went over there last thing and it was cool it's it's a cool smaller convention yeah uh that i really like for uh just hanging out and chill and not be overloaded yeah exactly exactly so we did a thing we did we've been talking about this for a while yeah, we have, we have. And you asked me what my favorite game of all time was, and I told you that it was like picking a favorite child. <laughs> we all have that one child we like more than the other. Yeah, yeah. And and that's why I found out. <laughs> like, there are some children in my collection that are definitely better than others. So you challenged me to make a top ten list, and I said, I'll do it if you do it. And then you said, why are we recording this? Like, you want to do it at PAX? Sure. Yes. Let's do this. Yes. So that's why we're here. Yes. And I'm very excited to do this. I'm excited to hear what your top games are, because I think there might be some overlap. I'm not I sure. don't know. Really? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe like, one. Like, I Just know, like that list we're on. Yeah. I know one for sure. I think I know two. Okay. I don't know about the rest. Okay. I may have a hot take in there as well. 
but we'll, okay. we will get to that okay. when we get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, I'll start. I can start us off. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to go from 10? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to just, just start no at one. suspense. Start at one. My favorite game is BAM. This, this was, this was a, a hard challenge. I had to dig deep in the sense of, okay, what games do I just want to play at any given moment, right? Mm-hmm. And I really want to give a quick shout out as an honorable mention to Bandito because that game is always with me and I play it constantly, but it did not make this list. Um, <laughs> and maybe it should be. It's like one adjacent. Uh, my 10 game is going to be Villainous, Disney Villainous mm-hmm. from Ravensburger, designed by Prospero Hall. <laughs> Um, because because Prospero Hall does not list their designers. Be, yes, because Prospero Hall does not list their designers. But I say Disney Villainous. Uh, it came out in 2018. And I just know that because I just looked that up. It has a weight of X now. Um, I say Disney Villainous. I love Disney. Love mm-hmm. the Disney IP. I mean, I have Disney tattoos and we look, go to Disney World a lot. Like, Disney is in my blood. Actually, I don't have them on today, but I do have these obnoxious Disney Crocs. Christmas Crocs. I had them on yesterday. Love them. And they're fleece-lined. Oh, so good. Get to stay nice and toasty. Yes. All all day. (laughs) Kate Kate fought off two little kids in Magic Kingdom. Like, those are for my husband. Sometimes that's what you got to (laughs) do. Let those go. They can be relentless. Uh, But it comes in at number 10 um, because it really brought me into what I'm doing now. If it wasn't for Disney Villainous, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm-hmm. On, in 2020, which, you know, that thing happened. I don't remember what that was, but it did. You know, that thing happened. Yeah, the um, thing. I was on some Disney Vacation Club uh, forums on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I f- believe I had posted about it. Someone had posted about it. And they had so many questions like, how do you play this? We have a copy. And I said, hey, if I live stream this, I don't think I actually use the word live stream. But if I go on Facebook Live... Um, and play it, would you watch? And so a lot of people actually said yes to that. Um, and that is still my go-to. If someone doesn't know how to play Villainous, I just send them the, the link that I have from that Facebook Live. Um, and Kate and I, we do it. We did it well. I thought we did it well. Um, and it's one of those games that they keep coming out with expansions because the, the Disney pool is pretty endless. Um, and I just, oh, I just, I just love it. I love being the villain. I want to make sure that Scar kills Mufasa yeah. or Jafar becomes Sultan or, you know, it just, it, it, it's a cool take on it. The way that things should have been. Exactly. Not the way that they turned out. Yeah. Yeah. No one likes this happily ever after nonsense. No, no absolutely not. <laughs> that should not even be a phrase. <laughs> so that was your number 10. That's my number 10. So the way that I approached it was very much similar, like... What would I want to play if I were stranded on an island? Again, with people, mm-hmm. that that's the activity that we were going to do. Well, this just becomes a solo list, right? Yeah, top exactly. Top 10 solo games. Yeah, top 10 <laughs> solo games to play on an island when you're stranded and stuck and looking for food. Because I'm sure that playing solo games is going to be your top priority. But if I was stranded on like an island with unlimited food and you know all of my basic needs were taken care of, and then I had people... Mm. That's mm. so there's, like uh, there's a, a sandals lot resort. That's there. Yes. <laughs> are are you truly stranded? Yes. I guess not. If I were vacationing <laughs> at Sandals with an appropriate group of people, this would be my top ten list. But my <laughs> perfect. 
my number 10 is is Russian Railroads. Um, it is it is a game that I love good engine building. And this legitimately feels like building an engine where you start the first few rounds and you're scoring like one or two points. Mm. And by the end of it, it's like, how am I going to, you know, go because I'm seeing like 400, 500, 600. You get there because you're building up this engine, you're building up your point scoring, and then you just go and like in the last round you're scoring like 75 100 150 points oh wow it's wild like i really love it there's ultimate railroads now which i haven't checked out i haven't checked out any of the expansions but it is legitimately one of my favorite games i love to play it i'll play it anytime it's russian railroads i'm gonna look for that in the pax library because that sounds that sounds really good we love just point salad games are so fun it's amazing yeah yeah Cool. I haven't I haven't played it, so thank you for that insight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And is it is it my turn? You're looking it is at, your you're turn. looking at me. What's your number nine? It is your Stop turn. Stop taking so much time. My number nine, and this is the hot take one that I wanted to make not my it's, it's just a hot take, I think. It, it was a little controversial for a little bit there. Maybe still is. Um, but it's five tribes, the gins of Nakala, um, Days of Wonder and Bruno, why did I? Oh, Bruno Cathala. Yeah. I'm like, Nicola and Cathala, there's no way that actually rhymes. But it does. And I thought I made a mistake. But Bruno Cathala, there's just something about that game. Um, it's one of those games that was introduced to me earlier on because it's, it's, it's been out for years now. Um, but I just like, I love the Mancala Bay system and it's just so random. And at the end of a work day, it's just it's easy to put on the table and like hey you know let's just mindlessly and you can just mindlessly accrue points you know I and that's one of those games I don't care if I win or lose because I mm-hmm. just enjoy that experience of the bidding and the little puzzle of do I want to do the blue do I want to do the, the red white whatever um, and the genies that give you different powers I never go into into genies I don't I don't go that route in that game um, but that is. That is my number. That is my number nine. I like that as as a number nine. Like I don't think that that's a hot take at all. Okay. Like honestly, so I played that at Dragon Con for the first time because you recommended it. Mm-hmm. I said I've got to get this, so I picked it up at uh, Flea Market. I think it was this year, and I took it to Dragon Con and I played it. And it's a really really yeah. solid game. Like yeah. that, like you said, that Mancala mechanism, the flow of the game. Yeah. I agree. Like, don't get into the genies too much. Pick <laughs> up a couple that are going to help you with your strategy. Yeah, but other yeah. than that, like, just focus on the main board. The other thing with it is the, the sheer amount of actions you can do at the beginning. And I, there, I'd, now there are a lot of the games that I've played where you have as many things as you can possibly do. And the game just gets tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter as it progresses. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very very well designed game. Yeah. I would consider it definitely a classic. Yeah. So no, good pick. My number nine is one that um, I believe is still sitting on top of the BGG charts, and that is Gloomhaven. I have had so much time playing this game 
it has been, I, I think we spent two and a half years before we finally got through the main campaign. Okay. And that was like almost weekly playing it. Wow. That's a lot of content. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge amount of content. Um, I really love the top and bottom card matching, really that strategy, upgrading your characters permanently, even after they go and retire, mm -hmm. you can bring them back out and have all these upgraded cards that you can then just start off with and play. Um, the story behind it was, was kind of decent. Like, you know, we, we had a good time with it. It wasn't as deep as I'd like. I'm looking for that in Frosthaven. If I actually do pull that out and play it, I may just sell it at this point because hmm. who has time? <laughs> this is true. Who this has time and who has the dedicated people at this point? But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it just it hit for me. I love dungeon crawlers and the time that I spent with my friends. I think was the most important yeah. thing with that game. Yeah. Just having that reoccurring. I'm doing this every single Wednesday. Um, That's dedication. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look back at that as as a really special time. So that was my number nine, Gloomhaven. I have. We got Gloomhaven in, and we sold that so fast. Like that is it is a game for a lot of people. That game is not for me. Yeah. But that being said, there aren't a lot of those type of games, the dungeon crawlery ones that we own. Mm -hmm. And if we own it, we honestly, we, we, we get into the FOMO thing and then we can talk about that at a completely different time frame. Oh, yeah. But we get into to the FOMO thing and then um, we buy it and they're just like, why do we do this? Yeah. Why did we buy this game? We need yeah. to sell it or whatever. But we had an ins big insert for it um, and we sold it to our local game store pretty quickly. The app was great. I did like the app. Um, I will say that at some point today, I believe they're going to be coming out with a Gloomhaven RPG. Mm-hmm. I did read about that. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sure a lot of people will be excited about that. Um, and I played another game recently. Actually, Addicts Games did a, a fan-made expansion. Um, but they're doing another system that's like Gloomhaven-esque. And now everything's like... Gloomhaven's a staple, and I like that. Mm -hmm. um, they're doing an another game called Rove that is Gloomhaven-esque, but back to those cards that you were talking about, their card system, you have your set of cards, but they flip. Ooh. Yeah, they flip back, and, they flip back and forth, so they get more powerful when you I use like the power. Part. They go back to being nerfed. It's, it's a really cool system. Um, but I'm happy that's at your number nine. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Rove is also on the other side, of the yes, hall, by the yes, way. So yes, go check yes. that out. My number was that nine, eight, eight. Um, and this was tough. I feel like this should be higher, but I really like all these other ones. <laughs> is Anachrony by Mind Clash Games. David Terzi is. I knew that was going to be on there. Ooh, maybe um, did America just score a goal? I thought he was just cheering for your Anachrony. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that 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 makes that makes sense. I love Anachrony. I love big games, and that oh my gosh, that game is a monster. And of course, like any Mind Clash game, there's a lot of icons. But once you get to know the icons, you still need to get to know the icons. <laughs> yeah. You're you're constantly learning all the time. I, I still have the rulebook next to me. And I'll, what what is this again? Oh, I've played this game a hundred times. Still have no idea. 
Cool. Um, but in Acrony, it's such a heavy worker placement type of game, and you have to have your workers that can only go in certain action slots into exosuits to go out into the wasteland, if you will, and then you have action spots in your own area on top of <laughs> on, on top of so many other things. But by the time that that game ends, your mind just melts. It fries. And I guess that's another one where it gets tighter as the game progresses because there's a timeline aspect to it. The timeline aspect of that game is also a fun factor because you can go back in time with your exosuits for bonuses mm -hmm. for the current round. Um, and you have to go back in time to pay those bon to pay those to pay it back effectively. You borrowed from the past to help you in the future and you have to go back in time to repay your debts, if you will, or not. Or if you don't do that, you're gonna get some serious negative victory points. But that one is that's just my number eight, and I just I I love it. The box, I love the artwork. It's again, it's not for everyone. The artwork isn't for everyone. Um, but if you love heavy heavier games, highly recommend. Yeah, that's it's one that I've been meaning to check out, and you know, I know that we've been talking about playing it for years. Yeah, well, a year at this point, probably. Um, just because you speak so highly of it, and I love a good brain burner experience. And that seems like it fits the bill. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like just something that they seem to do really well with like Septima. And that's like a lighter game for them. Um, yeah, they really are producing some really cool yeah. content. And Even Astra. Yeah. That the and write. I'm not sure exactly what the before is on that, but it is a writing game. That's two point something. And it's still, it makes you think at a lighter value of a lighter game. It, it was, it was a, an interesting game. But I'm also a Mind Clash fanboy, and I don't say anything bad about Mind Clash. Yeah. I immediately went on and pre-ordered Septima. I'm like, nice. the seam is really good, and I know that I'm going to like this. Yeah. So, yeah, I, we're going to get to it eventually. Yes, yes. Like, there's, there's been that verge where I've almost ordered the essential edition. I'm like, I'm going to play with Roberto first and <laughs> just make sure. So my number eight is a game from Thunderworks. Um, it is a roll and write or verb and write as we, we call it kind of a flip and write as opposed to a roll and write. Uh, and that's cartographers. Oh, um, that's a good one. That is, that is one that consistently gets to the table. I love the different maps. Um, you know, just the, the gameplay is pretty easy to teach newcomers and it supports a wide variety of people. You know, you can sit at the table with a bunch of different people and hang out and everybody gets a sheet and you just do your own thing. Uh, especially with the colored pencils, you have this nice, very pleasing map at the end. Um, I love the bonuses scoring, uh, depending on when you're playing those different cards. It is, uh, it's a really, really cool game. Um, and it's, it's got a lot of longevity for me and it's still coming to the table all the time. Excellent. So uh, that's my number eight. That's a, that's a solid pick. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we played that. We were at Board and Brew on Thursday and that came out because it plays infinite players. Um, and we had a good time. We had a great time with it. I had no idea what I was doing. 
but I was there for the experience and be, you know, being around the people and, and playing it. But solid, solid choice. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Mine, my number, what are we on, seven? Yes. My number seven is a newer game because I just love, he's probably one of my favorite designers. He's one of my favorite designers. It's a game by Vladimir Sushi, published by Rio Grande Games. It's Praga, mm. Caput Pregni. Mm-hmm. That rule book is really cool. So when you go to the back of the rule book, you, you learn about the wall that was made with egg shells or egg yolk or with cement, like eggs and cement or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I didn't learn too much. <laughs> but there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of cool history in the back of the rule book. But there's just something about Vladimir Sushi games that, that tickle my brain in the best way. It's a point salad game. You can do one action and you get 75 points. Um, but the game is broken down into like three or four different areas. You have the wall, you have your little town, um, you have your own section that has its own separate actions area. But what makes that game pop for me is an action wheel mm-hmm. where absolutely you take your action, you choose one of the two sides, you do the action, you rotate the wheel, which also tells you the amount of rounds that you have, and then you place it at a higher spot, so it's going to cost you a little bit more the next if you want to take that. So you grab, you grab it, you get a little bonus, and I like that too. Most of his games have little bonuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and you keep playing until someone wins. But my gosh, again, it's, it's so satisfying playing one move, which triggers this, which triggers that, which upgrades this, which moves that. And it really does it for me. I think that's, I might say that's probably in Kate's top five. She loves that game. It, it's a fantastic yeah. game. Uh, also, you mentioned the rule book. And if you don't read through that rule book, everybody's like, why are there eggs in this game? It's like, because it's historical context. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, I wish my rule books would have that. Yeah. Read the history behind this. Um, I love a good combo game. I think that's a that's a great example. His his games are like up there for me. Yeah. Pulsar is another one that is a fantastic, completely underrated game. Yes, for sure, for sure. I saw it at the in the CGE area. It's down there. Yeah, go pick it up. It's Buy it's it. like highly underrated for me. Okay. Awesome. Good pick. Thank Love you. it. Uh, my number seven is from Chip Theory Games. <laughs> yes. And it is too many bones. I I had a hard time like <laughs> rating too many bones above Gloomhaven um, because of the amount of experience I had with Gloomhaven until I really thought about it. And I thought about just how well it distills the combat aspect into, you know, these skirmishes Mm. that you have these different setups and these different puzzles that you're trying to figure out, um, you know, based on what choices you make to begin with, um, you know, the, the different cards that you get, basically you have an option A, option B, and that's how you set up the board a little risk reward before you head into a combat and then you set it up and it is it is such a amazing game that i just want to play over and over and over and over again it plays extremely well solo it plays extremely well with a group of people um a little bit of a of a teach on it yes Uh, it is harder to get newer players into it but once they do it's 
super streamlined and super straightforward. And I think a lot of people have gravitated more towards the combat there because you're not dealing with all these different lines of sight yeah. rules yeah. and everything else. It's just distilled right there. Yes. And that's what I love about it. I did not have, I, that's not on my list. And that's wild. It, it is wild. When you For said to me, I'm like, like oh my game. gosh, that didn't even come to mind. Yeah. But I absolutely love that game and I'll play that game, honestly, any chance, any chance I get. Um, we had some family over, over Thanksgiving um, and Kate was like, let's play too many bones with them. Now the, they are base, baseline, their intro. I was like, no, we're going to spend 17 hours learning the game, and play, which is, we didn't have enough time for it. Yeah. Because you need to set, set uh, some time aside to play that game. Um, but we'll, we'll play with them at some point. The components are fantastic. Waterproof. You can play in the bathtub. You can play in the bathtub. Bring it to the ocean. Yeah. Everything's nice and nice and hefty. Just jacuzzi. <laughs> Beautiful. Someone, someone needs to make a tray to play games in a jacuzzi. Yeah. Just specifically for too many bones. I'm saying chip theory should already be on that. I'm surprised that they haven't put that out yeah. already. Yeah. You're not. You're you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, solid choice. Thank you. Solid choice. I I absolutely agree with that. My Six is Dice Throne. And I could see that. I have a I had a hard time rating that higher. So we'll we'll get into the other games soon enough. But Dice Throne for Roxley Games, Manny Tremley, uh, and Nate Chatelier. I I believe that's how you say his last name. Mm-hmm. Um I just there's something about dice manipulation and the whole Yahtzee rules combat system. It's it's a blast, and it's also a game which we we actually did a learn and play yesterday. All you need is one round, and then it just immediately clicks. Yeah, like you're gonna go bam, 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 and it's back and forth until someone loses. And the games are so tight; it's so well balanced. I've I've come to find. I know they they've worked on some balancing issues with season one and season season two. Just came out with a balance uh, with new leaflets for balance, but <laughs> other than those. Um, it's so exceptionally balanced, and it's so crazy to give 14 damage in one round, deal, the next player deals 7, and then at, by the end of the game, you still have a, a win and loss by, like, 5 health. Yeah, it, it always comes down to the wire. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I think Love the, the beauty of the teach on that is the fact that so many people are very familiar with Yahtzee. Yes. So you can just... Put it in terms of that, and you can say, okay, this is Yahtzee, but you're looking to match everything that's out on your player board, and that's how you deal damage. Yeah. And I think from that perspective, it's very brilliant. I got in on the first Kickstarter on that, like before they did the remastered and everything. Oh, nice. And I just sold that off, got the remastered stuff. I absolutely love that. I have everything but Marvel. Marvel's good. Marvel's so, really like, good. Santa vs. Krampus, which was like originally a fan expansion. They mm-hmm. just picked up and just said, you know what? We're going to print this. So, yeah. Very, very good choice. Thank and then you. Adventures as well to turn it into a cooperative experience. Yes, yes. That's what... It's a dungeon crawler. Yeah. We have it. We yeah. have. We played it once. <laughs> but I want to keep that the completionist mentality over Dice Jones. So I need to have everything. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I agree. We did. 
we upgraded the tokens are like this nice plastic the, versus the, the cardboard. The BGG. No, ones they're are... from um, I think Idiot Games or Idiot Games. Okay, I believe that's that's what they are. Nice. Yes. Nice. Very cool. Very good choice. Uh, my number six is a game that I played this year for the first time. I was very excited to play it. I never thought that it'd get to the table. I used to own three editions of it, first, third, and fourth. I now am trying to sell off my third. I own fourth. I did get rid of my first, and that's Twilight Imperium. Ooh. It is, it is the quintessential space opera, and... I didn't think that I was going to like it as much as I did. I really, really love the fact that battling is very much secondary in that game. You're trying to negotiate, you're trying to say, hey, you know, I just need to get in here for like a turn and then I'm just gonna back out. Like, we're, we're gonna be cool. And then sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you just need to stay in there. You miscalculated. <laughs> I just need to stay in there for another round. And this, then after that, eh, this is where round. we pause and go play it and come back and finish up this recording. Exactly. <laughs> Eight exactly. hours later. Eight hours later. Um, it is very much an experience. Yes. Um, it is very much a scheduled game that you are going to do once or twice per year. I don't think everybody needs to own it, but one person in the game group can own it, yeah. and then everybody can come over and yeah. play that game. Uh, it's it's a brilliant game. I love the asymmetric factions, how they all interact with each other. Uh, it's a wildly different game every single time based on who's in there, who's in that mix. It just It's a beautifully, beautifully designed game, and I can see why it's so high for so many yeah, people. Yeah. We do, that's one that's on our shelf. And you're right, it takes a long time. We haven't played it yet, so we need a weekend. We need to sit down everyone on a Saturday to learn it, and then Sunday to play it. Yeah. Because none of us know how to, how to even begin getting into Twilight Imperium. But I have played Twilight Inscription. Yes. Which is, yes. that was fun. I heard. I heard was, it was, was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Solid choice. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe we'll play Anachrony and then we'll play Twilight Imperium. I like that Maybe idea. simultaneously. I'll uh, vacation <laughs> to Boston for a week and then maybe we'll get through everything. I like, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, rounding down to number five. I did say that Vladimir Sushi is one of my favorite designers and I absolutely enjoy... I haven't played anything before Pulsar, but Pulsar... Underwater Cities, which is my number five, and Praga, and then Woodcraft, because we played Woodcraft as well. I'm jealous. I, f I feel like you, 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 you see him um, age really well and experience with his designs. Because Pulsar is a great game, but mm -hmm. it's also a lot simpler than anything past Pulsar. Yes. But Underwater Cities is my number five. Um, again, the act the action selection that he has, you can play you play a card to an area if it matches, you get bonus. Um, this is one of these games that I have I always have a hard time explaining it. Um, 
but just trust me, it's it's it is a really good number five spot. Have you played Underwater Cities? Yet? I haven't. It's been one that's been on my list, and it's yeah. been in my cart a couple of times, and mm-hmm. I just haven't been able to pick it up. Yeah. I did look at the flea market this year for it, and nobody was selling it, which is kind that's of a good a, thing. It's a good yeah, sign, right? Right. Um, you have in on your player board. You're building an underwater city, hence the name. So the game it comes with these really cool plastic domes, and you have four different eras. So the deck actually upgrades your card actions that you're able to do. Um, and as you're playing the game, you're accruing your resources to play uh, different buildings, if you will. So there's, there's, science, there's science buildings. There are the green tokens, which are... That's food. You got to feed the cities. You got to feed the cities. And you have to get things to do things. And at the end, it's satisfying. In, in the game, <laughs> and someone wins. And someone wins. But it's another one of those. If you get one action, it can trigger into 30 points. Easily, I love that. Easily. Yeah. But your playboard is really cool because you, have to do, you do have to connect your cities and you expand your domes and all these, well, your cities in, on your player board to have this really cool and unique looking underwater city. I sound so dumb. I've been saying the word under, under words underwater cities for <laughs> several minutes now, but underwater cities do it. If you can, if you can make out that mess of, of my explanation, just, just trust me, do it. Yeah. I, I will definitely do that. <laughs> For Barrels, number five was Underwater Cities. Hard stop. Hard <laughs> next, stop. next one. My number five is a is a game that uh, has one of the worst covers of all time. Um, it it's very bland. It looks like horrendous. Um, and that's Concordia. I was gonna say Concordia. The the, the old Rio Grande classic. Um, it's just terrible, terrible cover. Um, <laughs> But beautiful gameplay in the fact that you have this hand of action cards. They're really simple to explain. You go in, you play one of them, you take the action, next player's turn. And the beauty of it is you have one card that's always in your hand that you play to recollect all of them. And depending on how many you get through uh, in your discard, you actually get a bonus when you recollect. Um, So you can try to optimize your actions the best possible uh, to go in and get the most bonus coins after that before you get all the cards back and try to do the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a fantastic design. It is one uh, that holds a lot of personal sentiment to me um, you know, because I got to play it with uh, my best friend before he passed. And, um, you know, it was, it was a really, I'm glad that I got to share that with him. Um, fantastic design, older design, but mm, still mm. really, really much worth your time. Uh, that's my number five, Concordia. That was way better than seeing Underwater City 17 times in a row. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I love that as a number five. Kate and I played that at two players. I haven't played it more than two. And we did entirely different things. And the scoring was pretty close. And I like that. It's just well balanced when you can do several different things. And, you know, have to be two or three points off. But we haven't played Salsa. And after that two-player experience, we haven't played it since. Um, 
because I didn't like it at two, but I do need to play it at a higher player count. Yeah. 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 My number four, Scythe, Stonemaier Games. Classic. Jamie Stegmeier. Do I? <laughs> um, that one has a lot of history with us when we first bought that game. We actually bought the legendary box first. We didn't have the game, but Kate was like, you know what? We're going to buy this, so we're going to buy the box. It was discounted at a, at a Black Friday sale. It was 50% off. Hashtag Yo. worth it. Yeah you, yeah, you have to buy the box. You have to. But it is our most upgraded game. It's probably the, the most money we've ever spent over time. Like All of our mechs are metal. Um, we have the, the resources, the metal coins, the promo coins, all that stuff. It's, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> but it's a kind of a dudes on a map, but not really. And what I like about Scythe is you don't have... There's so many options to trigger the end game. Like You don't have to be aggressive if you don't want to be you can stay in your little peninsula i mean it's not you're probably not going to win that way yeah but you can stay in your little area and put out your 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 buildings and build a tunnel to get places and whatnot um but it's a game that has a lot of deep strategy i know a lot of people have quote-unquote broken the game Mm -hmm. to get its you know most effective play optimized or whatever optimize everything (laughs) yeah but another one of my favorite things with, with Scythe is the asymmetric factions. Asymmetry, area control is top tier for me. That's S Club. S Club? S Club 7? S tier. S tier. Thank you. S tier. I, I was S Club 7. Seven. We need to make that. That sounds Can cool. Can we just start an S Club? That's all the cool kids are in S Club 7. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This game is S Club. That's going on Twitter later. Scythe <laughs> <laughs> um, was originally a card game. Scythe was, was a really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That would have played dramatically different. Yeah, it would have. That's so cool. I never knew that. I also love, um, and, and that kind of ties in with Twilight Imperium, in the fact that it's very standoffish. It's very Cold War. Like, you're building your armies, but you don't want to go in and attack or else that's just going to lead to a chain reaction of everybody just annihilating each other you know you get like one or two of those big combats a game and then that's pretty much it which i really like yeah because because i'm very much a stay in your own lane kind of person oh yeah yeah that's how i do i wasn't expecting that yeah i very much in my gaming group i'm the guy to stir the pot Mm -hmm. in games I'm going to attack you. I'm going to do as much as I can to do the take that part of any game. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. Different strokes. Yeah. My number four is uh, North Star Production. Uh, It is one that I absolutely love. I own all the expansions. I've upgraded the bits. um, And I will play at any given opportunity. Uh, Pressure Luck is a big seller for me. And Quacks of Quedlinburg combines pressure luck with bag building. Yeah. Which is not going to be the last time that you hear a bag builder on my list. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is just such a fun game where you're building up your potion, trying not to get it to explode, um, you know, going and upgrading your bag, and then, um, you know, just trying to get the most points possible. I absolutely love it. We can teach it very easily. Uh, you know, people just kind of, kind of get it. 
and it's always that very tense moment yeah. that you want in a pressure luck game yeah. of I really need to do one more, but I know that it's going to go horribly wrong for me. And even if it does, I still have a great time with it. My number four, Quacks Quacklin. That's excellent. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. That's this is now our uh, gateway for when people come over there and don't play games. Let's play Quacks. Let's bust out Quacks. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, everyone loves board games. Um, Wonderland's War. And I hope you do a top 10 bag building episode because that would be awesome. That might be next. That That'd might be, be next. That'd be great. Wonderland's War is definitely up there. That is such a good, it's such a good game. It is. But um, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. My, what are we on? Three? Three? Oh my gosh. Three Sisters by 25th Century Games. Ooh. That came out earlier this year. Uh, Matt Riddle and Ben Pinchback. That's another combo game. I think there, there's a theme here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being able to just get as many points as possible, learning how, learn knowing how to optimize your roll and write. But Three Sisters is, is a roll and write based off of corn, beans, and pumpkins. So you have your garden, um, and you have a little farming area to work with your garden, but you roll some dice. You pick a die, you can either plant or water in a zone. There are six zones on of, of the garden. Um, and you continue playing within, I think it's eight rounds. But as you play the game, there are different things that trigger, like there's a rain, so everything in the garden grows by one. The farm actions, when you go to that uh, area, the barn actions, I should say, once you fill up that whole bubble, it helps you. So you're trying again to optimize how to play it. Um, and soon or, or later, you end up with 17 extra actions. And at the end of the game, you can just do them all. And you end the game with 100 something points. It's great. Mm-hmm. Just do all the things. Just do all the things. Have you, have you played that? I have. It is in my collection. It is an excellent game. Another read the rule book. Yeah, because it's a fascinating story, yeah. and I do love how they just incorporated that thematically into the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, where you're building up those three sisters, and yes. I never knew about it, and I just found it incredibly fascinating. Yeah. Um, again, going into like the different themes, and and one of the reasons that I got into the hobby uh, because you got to see these dramatically different games than what you would normally get in a video game. Um, I, I think that it's a, a fantastic game, but I have to ask, have you played Fleet the Dice game? I haven't. That's on my list. That's on my yeah. list. Because that was that's before Three Sisters, or was that the next one? I believe it was before, before that. Yeah. yeah. And it's a very good game, and I kind of waffle back and forth about which one okay. I like better. Okay. That is not, yeah, that's not the first time we've heard that. Honestly, there's parts of it that I wish I could take parts of Three Sisters put it in fleet the dice game and vice versa and i think you'd have like a perfect game like that would be super super high on my list okay. but i'm excited to to hear that on the top of your list yeah, like yeah. it's and a it very came out solid of, it came pick. out of nowhere yeah i also play it with my clients and it's an easy to teach um can be played in half hour 40 minutes it, work, it works really well yeah yeah ye old verbin writes <laughs> we love them um, my number three is a bit of a hot take. It's, uh, you know, one that a lot of people don't expect. Uh, it is by CGE. Uh, it is one that is definitely fitting into more of that brain burner category. 
Uh, I picked it up at Dragon Con in 2016 used, and the person that sold it to me basically said, you know what, I love this game, but I never play it, and I always feel like I need to go to bed after I play this because I'm done for the rest of the day. <laughs> and that number three is Alchemist. Oh, that's so good. Why is, why is that a hot take? That's it, a great take. Because nobody knows about the greatness of it <laughs> that hasn't played it. And people are like, it just looks like a boring logic puzzle. It is like such a cool, cool game. It's it's solid. Yeah, yeah solid. The, the, the mechanics are amazing. Uh, the app integration, especially for when it was produced in 2014 was ridiculously good it's incredibly straightforward it works extremely well it's very stable to this day um it is an amazing game and i wish more people knew about it i wish more people you know kind of appreciated it um it is just an amazing amazing experience and i actually bonded with ray from cge about that because it's like definitely up there for her too and awesome yeah yeah awesome. fantastic game I think our, our first uh, time playing Alchemist, we went to a, a board game cafe, and he's like, oh, what do you want to play? He's like, do you have Alchemist? He's like, Alchemist? <laughs> he's like, that is not a game people come in here to play. Yeah. Like, no, we are coming in here. We're going to learn Alchemist. And we, <laughs> we spent a good amount of time learning how to play that game. <laughs> we, we, you we know did. how long this is going to take, right? We did not know the rules. And I feel like I still don't know the rules, but uh, I'll be happy to play Alchemist anytime. Need to add that to the list? Yeah. Yeah. My number two is a lot of number twos because my number two is any exit game by Thames and Cosmos. Mm. Mm. Any of them. Mm -hmm. I believe there's 35 out. We, don't, we haven't done the advent calendars. Um, and we've done, I want to say, 30, 33 or so of them. I have all the wheels. We keep the wheels. But that's such a, it's a great experience for Kate and I. It's, it's, a, it's a date night thing for us. It gets us together for two to three hours. We kind of go straight analog. And it's a great time figuring out these puzzles. And some of them, once you see the, the answer, you're like, that was, why didn't I think of that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I can't be this dumb right now. What I have to do is, is fold the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and those, those aren't spoilers. This is just so maybe it, it, it's mm -hmm. in one of the games. Mm -hmm. um, All you need to do is eat the Declaration of Independence <laughs> yes. and you can figure this yes, out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like, like fold, fold, the, fold the box. Fold the box. Cool. Just cool. fold the box. It's something you see. Where did you see it before? It's just right in front of you and you're looking everywhere. You have no idea where, where is it. But it's a... They're all great, unfortunately. But the only downside um, is they're one and dones. Mm -hmm. You cut into them, you write into them. Um, so they are kind of wasteful. But you do get a solid experience out of any, any of them. About any of them. Oh, yeah, and there's an app, too, with a timer, and it tells you how bad you do. Yeah. It's like, wow, you suck at this. That's, that's what it always tells me, anyways. Um, <laughs> Minus five stars. Um, yeah, I, I really love those games. And, and in comparison, you look at a date night that you might have by going out and going out to the movies and that, or you look at an exit game, and it's like such a great value yes. for the same amount of time. 
and you get to use your brain and interact with it and, you know, really think outside of the box or sometimes with the box. Um, yeah, I love those games too. That's a good pick. Good pick. That was a good box pun. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was hoping that you'd That notice. was a knee slapper. Yes. Cool. My number two uh, is one that was from Tasty Menstrual Games before they went uh, out of business. Um, I do believe that somebody has picked it up. Um, it might have been Capstone, but I'm not positive. Uh, it is my other bag builder that's on this list, and it is Orleon. Oh, I haven't played that I, yet. Oh, it's so, so good. I've heard good things. I think we just sold it. Um, it Like, I own all the expansions. I've upgraded all the bits. Um, it is such an amazing game. Um, I will say the one thing that, that does get a little bit samey about it is the tiles. The, you, you do kind of fix that with the expansion. Um, but it is... It is a game that I will play at any time with any person. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, Orleon, my number two. I didn't even know that was a bag builder. Yeah. L- looking at that box, nothing about that box is bag builder. It's a, it's a trash box. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's oh, up there with Concordia. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. We I, uh, we got that on sale when right right as Capstone was doing the acquisition, mm-hmm. um, and we ended up getting all the content for it. It was super cheap. And again, I, I looked at the box. Like, now I don't know if I want to play this. Yeah. I didn't read all the rules or yeah. see any other content on it. But I, if had I known it was a bag builder, I probably would have made it a priority. But fortunately, we sold it to one of our friends. And we could just go to their house and Yeah, and exactly. They cool. own it. Definitely do that. We'll do. My, number, right. my number one. It's down to it. My number one. Drum roll. Insert insert yeah. drum roll here. <laughs> this this one was the first thing that came to mind. Look, it's my number one. It's this. It's a game by Peterson Games, and I just found out yesterday that he went to Fantasy Flight Games to pitch this to them. They didn't take it, and then it became this huge cult hit after he decided to kickstart it. Um, and that's Cthulhu Wars. Cthulhu Wars is one of those games you get eight people together. And I, I don't like playing it. I, I just need the full player count. You do the full experience. It's a dudes on a map, asymmetrical player powers, and every faction is wildly different than the next. Yeah, you have Big Bad Cthulhu, and Cthulhu tends to win <laughs> nine times out of ten. Um, he's got a really cool thing where if you kill Cthulhu, that's why we never try to kill Cthulhu, but if you kill Cthulhu... He comes back at a less cost, at a lesser cost. So we try never to kill Cthulhu. But that game is such a fun little war game. And the miniatures are these giant honking pieces of plastic. And they're Crayola colored as well. Um, You get these vibrant yellows, blues, reds, oranges, purples. And when it's all on the table, it looks like a a crayon factory. Do you say crayon or crayon? Uh, Crayon. You say crayon. I say crayon. Is there a secret third way? Crayon. 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 Crayon? Crayon, yeah. The color of the crayons. Crayons? Crayon. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's up for discussion after this. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> this this was not a debate that I was expecting to get in when I woke up this morning. <laughs> a bonus episode. Yes. Uh, Let's discuss the different phonetic pronunciations <laughs> of crayon. 
So they're uh, they are crayon colors. Okay. <laughs> it sounds so wrong to me, but okay, whatever, Roberto. That's fine. You do you. Oh, I'm gonna keep doing me. It's gonna. It's. It's just what I'm gonna do. I'm yeah. Gonna do the thing. Exactly. I'm gonna stay underwater city 17 times. Um, but Cthulhu Wars. Every experience that I have is wildly different from from the next. Where. There are factions that are passive. There are some that are aggressive and some that just don't care. They just exist. They all have different win conditions. Actually, I lied. There's one win condition, but to access the win condition, you have to put these spell books on your player board. Once you have six and get 30 points, you win the game. That being said, back to the asymmetry of it all, everything's just so 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 different they're drastically different from each other um i have my favorite faction i think everyone has their favorite factions but that's the game that i love to just be a bully in especially if i have a bully faction i'm like no we're gonna battle we're gonna fight and then you accrue all the power you figure out how much power you have and you end up rolling 20 plus dice (laughs) at once which also feels mm-hmm. so satisfying. Mm-hmm. You're like, chugga, chugga, chugga. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. For, for those who aren't here, uh, Jamie uh, showed up and uh, said the KFC family bucket size of <laughs> dice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually get a KFC bucket and use it next time I play Cthulhu Wars. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's my number one. I like that. Uh, so I haven't played that one. I will admit. It's I, hard to find. I, I thought it would be it. here. I haven't seen it. Hmm. Yeah, the PAX library doesn't have it. Yeah, like you said, it's it's one that I've heard about. I've heard a lot about it. I've heard a lot of very good things about it. I just have not had an opportunity to sit down with it. Mm. So now I'm going to check it out because I know, like, with your Five Tribes recommendation, that was solid. So now we've got that trust built up. Yes. You got the seal of approval. The Roberto Lopez seal of approval. <laughs> so speaking of chucking a lot of dice, my number one is a AG production. Uh, it was one that I was kind of like not sure about at first. Uh, I was a Machi Koro fan. Uh, I sold off Machi Koro in favor of this game because I don't need that anymore. And that is space base. Space base. It, space base. It is. It is such a great game. Yes. I haven't played the second expansion yet, but with the first expansion, I love this game. I have played so many rounds of it. I think I'm up to forty at this point. I just checked, um, you know, my my BGG count, and um, you know, with it being on BGA, like I'm playing two games at the same time. Um, I am. I'm in love with that game and the expansion just adds uh, these discs that you can go and spend your money on or, or you can you can basically roll um, you know to get these discs and then spend those to get these dice that you're rolling like every single turn um, you know on or off uh, depending on the player count and it is just such a fantastic engine building game race game um, and ain't nobody got time for Machi Koro after, 
after you played Space Base because it blows it out of the water. Um, I still do. I still do own uh, Valeria Car Kingdom, so it, it just it hits a little bit differently for me though. And and I cannot say enough good about this. If you haven't played Space Base, get on Board Game Arena right now and play it. It is a fantastic, fantastic game. And that's my number one. Yes. That's the reaction. Yes. 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 Yeah, that's exactly it. Kate mentioned the fact that um, you're playing on every single turn. Uh, You're going in and and seeing what they, they roll so that you can match that to what you've got and you're getting more and more stuff. It's just amazing it's a great Such a visceral experience one of my buddies nelson he he classifies games as heads up or heads down mm-hmm. and space base is one of the best heads up games absolutely there, for sure absolutely and we get obnoxious i'm, I'm just I'm just like space base you can and that's that's how we play we have to say space base in the most ridiculous voice yes. every time you roll the dice it's a rule it's in the rule book <laughs> It's definitely in there. Again, read the rule book. Read the rule book. That is that is such a great number one. Great number one. The first one I've played. Uh, the second one I haven't gotten to yet. But the first one is just so good because it's like, what makes this game so good? Dice. Yeah. Let's add more dice. More. How would you like to chuck twenty dice more. at the same time every single round, and just collect a bunch of stuff? I'm like, that sounds good to me. Please give me that value proposition. Mm. Yeah, space space bucket, <laughs> limited time at KFC. It's also so accessible. It is. It's incredibly well. accessible. Yeah. Easy teach. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful game. Perfect. So that was our top 10. I am so glad that you pushed me to do this because it really made me think about my collection. This is subject to change. You oh, know. for sure. As, as we play more, I think we get a better idea of what hits with us, what doesn't. Yes. But uh, We have base, base level now. Yes, we yes. have our base, our base space base. The space base? Uh, space base. <laughs> but it, is, it has been such a pleasure recording this with you. Um, I am so glad that we did it and we, we took the time because this has been absolutely fantastic and, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your convention to, to do this. This is awesome. This is why we're here. Is yeah. For this, just the connection, chatting, all the good things. Thank you for having me on. Always. Podcast. You're this always welcome. Wonderful. I'm excited to do it again. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it again. Top 10 bag builders. Top 10 say. bag builders. Okay. <laughs> we're going to do it. Well, I certainly hope that you enjoyed that content. We absolutely had a blast making it. I've been hearing your feedback about how you're looking for more of the -the off-the-cuff, unedited content, so I do hope to deliver that some more in the upcoming year. Now, I've had a great time growing this channel over the past year. I really do appreciate your listenership and your feedback. I do this out of a labor of love and the friendships I've made with many of you and the people that we've talked to over the past year have been amazing and are very meaningful to me. So thank you for that. Next year might look a little bit different. Uh, I'll be out of commission starting in mid-March for a couple of months, 
My plan right now is to create some fantastic interview content up front with some friends that I've made uh, in March and April. So I'll still be able to release episodes to you on time. Uh, They just won't be necessarily the current hottest thing uh, talking about all sorts of, uh, you know, hip current games, uh, probably going more towards those past favorites and and maybe a, a few new ones. We'll see. But until then, I look forward to talking with you in the new year. Please have a happy holiday filled with love and time with family, whether that's relatives or your found family. Either are important, either are valid, and I hope that you get to spend the time that you so rightly deserve with your family, whoever that might be. And maybe sneak a few games in there while you're at it. Uh, So since we didn't call it out specifically, Roberto's fantastic content can be found at Sheer Boredom. That's boredom spelled B-O-A-R-D-O-M, as well as the Board Vengers. And our website is CardboardTime.com. My Instagram and Twitter are at Cardboard underscore Time. Mastodon is at CardboardTime at Tabletop.Social. And any questions, suggestions, or ideas for discussion topics, please make sure that you email cardboardtime at gmail.com. And as always, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you around the table in two weeks in 2023 for another episode of Cardboard Time. Cardboard Time.